1: Big and wild outdoors. Hour number three. Here we go. Broadcasting live out here at uh, Fishhawk Sporting Clays. Everybody out here getting ready to go uh, doing some shooting. I guess.
2: Yes, yeah, fixing to happen.
1: I, I don't know. I, I just you know what got me. Distracted? You are still alive. I was
3: I was distracted.
1: <laughs> I was looking at the TV monitors back here, and then uh, the uh, the awesome team of Chase and Chase from Strawberry Crest. Was up there with our big and wild. I was like, "Wait, what?" Yep, up there, out there, on, with their jerseys up there, on the uh, on the big screen. By the way, uh, <laughs> this a super super secret. Yeah, uh, highly, uh, highly uh, productive bait that, uh, man, and we can't talk th- about it. I can't. Not yet. No. I
3: need to try them out Monday. I'm going Monday. Try going what Monday. out? Baits. What baits? I don't know. You're not I don't fishing. know nothing about no baits. <laughs> yeah, I'm fishing. They don't Monday. work in salt water. No, I'm going freshwater
1: Dude, fishing. Dude, you're going, going freshwater. Yeah. Dude. These will work if you on the moon. <laughs> I mean, if you want to fish on the moon, you know they'll work there. Well, Seriously, it's a small little company. And there's only one place, one place in America where you can get them right now, and soon there may be two places in America where you can get them.
0: Will one of them be G5? If that's yeah, I would
1: yeah, I, think, I would I would be safe to say them? yeah. Did I haven't ignored. I'm talking to him on Monday and uh i'll just i'll put it to you this way the fish that i saw being caught with this particular bait by the uh high school team guys out there that are trying them out unbelievable unbelievable productive Uh, seriously you're gonna think they're stupid and crazy but it works hey
2: well (laughs) maybe that's because the fish hadn't seen it before exactly
1: (laughs) that's exactly right it's like that little floating tail worm that uh, Big Dog Bates has, man. I mean, no, no, no bass has seen that worm. They're like, whoa, what the? I got to at least try it. Yes, do <laughs> new on the menu. Yeah, it's new on the menu. I mean, uh, what do you got new around here? I'm tired of eating pepperoni pizza. I want something different. So the
3: way it works. <laughs> well, I've been looking online. I've been, I just bought me two more yesterday. I have an old. It's called a center spanner. It's made by Goodrod Goldeneye Lures. They're only making, you know, the old vintage ones.
1: Uh-huh. So
3: I've been looking because that's that one I always use. I catch bass, snook, everything on it. So I found me some online. So I, oh, I, I've already won one bid on one. So I got about five or six more on.
2: You see, you're buying some vintage tackle to go use? Absolutely. And that's why the. <laughs> well, when they're gone, they they're haven't totally seen it in a long time. Listen, that's what I'm
0: listen, saying. <laughs> when it's something all, new like that, all I can say is, if don't take Glenn and use it, because all of a sudden you'll turn around and your vintage tackle will disappear. <laughs> yeah, and he'll be part of his collection. It's amazing <laughs> how what comes
1: around <laughs> goes around. I, I know good. that uh, up north, I saw there was a bait company that's bringing back the old. Uh, remember the one that buzz bait that had the little wings that, oh, like yeah. that pop out. Right. Yeah, they're bringing those back now for musky. But they're, like, literally a foot long right. almost. I, I mean, I've they're
3: I've seen huge. some of those. I just I got picked a couple some of those yesterday.
2: in my tackle box. Yeah.
1: A foot long? <laughs> they're
2: Not
3: only about
1: that long. long. Yeah. yeah. They're okay. only
3: a couple inches. Mm-hmm.
1: No, these things, I'm, I'm yeah, the little tiny ones. But these are monsters. I was like, man, what the heck are you these on, sailfish?
3: You know what I caught the bass on Tuesday out of my kayak at Chazz? What? Well, the smallest wooden Dalton spout.
2: Oh, dude, why are you even, uh, baby Dalton. The original one made by
1: Barracuda. Barracuda cat. A Barracuda company. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, I will say to this past. Why week, are you using
1: that Lord? That thing's actually <laughs> worth about thirty bucks, I'm man. I still got it though. I still like it, it.
2: it. Well, what's it matter? He's on eBay buying up all the vintage stuff. <laughs> uh, do not easy to find anymore. Uh, actually, the company that
1: bought. It, the uh, patent and the pattern for the, uh, the Dalton Special shelved it, right. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, people with the automobile industry would do if you a car and they're like, oh, we'll give you $15.5 million for your idea. Put it in the back room. Yep. <laughs> we don't want that thing ever getting to see in the light of day. The Dalton Special is, is owned, I think, by Berkeley. Wow. But it's. Whoop. <laughs> they put it, they shelved it away. They will not bring it, they won't bring it back.
2: Well, you could just get your own balsam wood and just go ahead and start sanding them down and make it yourself.
3: Yeah, I just called an old buddy that I used to work with. Kevin knows him too, old Reese Platt, and he'd make anything. He's got well, a, he's, if, he got. He builds a bunch of vintage tackle. I got some of them that he copied after the nippity D. You remember that one, Braden? Mm-hmm. I still use that one. <laughs> I still use that one.
1: Where do you find these? Well, Are they, I, like, I from say up north? I've had them.
3: I've uh, just had them.
2: I, I, did, I did put it on Dave, though, On the, when we were fishing in the pits. Uh, I was catching them on a, a lure that's made in Australia that my cousin Dave Farrell.
3: I looked at the price of those things. How and? much? 30 to $40. Well, that's... You're a, fishing with a 30 or $40 <laughs> <dollar> special. <laughs> well, I went online and going to buy me one of those like Glenn had. I said... Holy moly!
2: Well, those things, uh, you know, I had them for years. Dave, uh, my cousin Dave, brought them up from Australia when he was down there fishing. When he was part of Marlin Fish, Fishing Magazine, and uh, I, I said, "You know what? I'm going to try it. Just, it just looks pretty good." So I went ahead and broke them out. <laughs> the rubber band that doesn't melt it on the hook they, uh, put the, to put them together. So that they, only
1: takes about 15 years for that to happen. Yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> for the rubber
1: bands to like
2: the bass love
3: it. I back they into did sap. It. I liked it. It has the, instead of just a little small eye, the eye is a loop. goes over the whole nose of the plug, so it's, it's got great action. Really? Especially when you tie a loop knot on it. Yeah, it's 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 crazy.
2: Yeah, it worked out really well. and, and So I you can't, can't find them anywhere, or do you have to get them out, them out of online. Australia? I found them online. Next time Dave goes down to Australia fishing again, <laughs> yeah. I'll have him pick yeah. us up a box of them. But uh, this past week, uh, I did see some uh, new tackle come up, the G5, and, it was, of course, it was mm-hmm. the Bull Bay Rods. Uh Kelly Phillips, he showed up and uh, was introducing the bull bay into G5. And we got to talking about something, Dave, that might interest you, is uh, possibly bringing out some good fly rods uh, made by bull bay. So uh, I told Kelly, as soon as he starts getting a couple of those out, I want to give it a try.
3: Right. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm game for anything. Huh?
1: Well, those bull bay rods were, uh, got a lot of attention the uh, other day. Everybody that walks past them, man, they got to pick them up and play with them, that's for sure. They, I mean, they're nice rods. They really are.
3: Well, I just went online last night to Mud Hole, so when I go to the Canada trip next year, i got to have breakdown travel rods. Oh, yeah. So I've been looking at different nice travel rods, but i got a buddy of mine that lives in Yankeetown, He builds rods. So I've got a three-piece, seven-foot rod right now that he built. So I went on Mud Hole last night, and I looked at all the – all the kits and all the stuff. So why I, why do you have to have a breakdown rod? Travel, travel just on it, on plane. Carry it with you on the plane.
1: I mean, yeah. you can you can put an eight or nine footer on there if you want, yeah, but, but you got to so buy much, a big old tube and right. stuff it in there. And so it's a lot nicer to looks. have that,
3: you know, twenty-eight inch, thirty-two inch tube fit right down in your suitcase. You know, it's protected, and, and uh, so I think I'm gonna I call my cousin. Send him a text. I said, "You you open to getting a rod built?" So I'm gonna order all the material, ship it to Lance, and and have Lance build us a couple of nice rods. Right. And then I've already got his uh, four or five piece fly rod to carry with me. So
0: I wonder if they'll make uh, gator rods that break down into three pieces. Well, let me tell you, (laughs) I got one of them at home. It's already (laughs) in three pieces. (laughs) I
3: I put one together yesterday, Bill. I took two broke rods. Put them back together, slid it in there about seven inches, and made me about a nine-foot gator rod. So Lance is going to put me some guides on it next week.
1: <laughs> by, the, by the way, if you need line for that, I ordered oh. only two boxes of the uh, Calcutta yellow 200-pound test line. All right. That braided line. 200 pounds.
2: 200 pounds. Oh, you're going to be pulling the log out of the box You ain't Tristan. stamping
1: nothing on that stuff, man.
2: Oh. You deal with
0: some of those alligators where we had to put a couple rods on them, That that.
2: 200. That 200 pounds is going to be nice. It
1: would have been nice to have that 200 pounds on there when that one went over the log, under the log, around the tree, over the branch. and, and we're, You're talking about the one that climbed up on the bank yeah. and
2: was walking away.
1: Yeah. I'll there. see you guys later. Glenn's, I'm not Glenn's like, hand me that machete. i got to cut through the brush to follow this line. That <laughs> yeah. 200 pounds, you just yank, tie it to the boat and yank him out with a cleave. All, all right, got to take a break. It is a big and wild outdoors. Broadcasting live out in, as you can hear. Fishhawks morning glaze. The shooting has back. begun. We're brought to you by G Five Feeding and Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. That green color. Oh my gosh, this thing's are going to be awesome! Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Glenn, that guy Bill George. He's here, and then. Retired Dave, as we like to refer to him now, he's re Dave, retired yeah. Dave, repurposed, repurposed. Now his uh, mission in life is to go out and go fishing. And and
0: I would expect to see somebody like him, who spends a bit of time in the outdoors, who now has a bit of free time to Don't start out and start attending some of these FWC
1: commission meetings. He'd and, be a bulldog on that. He'd be you would be good at that. You're a good speaker. <laughs> You know your stuff, you fish out there, you're that guy that's out there almost uh, two or three times a week, if not more. So you know, you're the kind of guy that we need the input from, you know, Uh, who's who's not a guide, who's not a professional. You're just a guy who likes to get out, go do what you got to do, go out and take a few friends, and then come back in. Yeah. That meeting is
0: the first. First and second. It's the first and second? First and second. But on different days, there's different agenda items. On the first is the trout, the redfish, and all those rules and regulations. In addition to that, you can uh, open forum for three minutes to talk about anything that's personal to you that you want to try and resolve. With the commission. And you can have three minutes. You could tell them as long as how, how great they are and how they never make a mistake. Or you could go in there and say, hey, these are the rules that really don't, I don't think apply. Um, you know, here, here's what we need to try and adjust. I think you had mentioned a few of those off the air that just didn't quite fit. Like the, the private lands, being able to use a gator permit. Right during the whole time that's the excellent time to go in and and put that in there um, to in order to get that that ball moving you know they turn around sometimes They'll sit there and say, oh, here, here's Bill again. What, what's, you know.
1: <laughs> oh, More
0: yeah. stuff? Here, here we, we go. go. <laughs> Never guess what he's going to talk and about. And then you'll be part of
2: the hit list.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they'll have, I'll have a dot on my back. Yeah, they'll but,
2: hit you and then drag you out in the back parking lot, and you'll wake up when it's over. <laughs> but,
0: But for the most part, our, our average citizens are not very well represented right. at these meetings. You have guides organizations, you have a number of guides going there, but the average Joe citizen just takes whatever they deal out and 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 mumbles yeah. and whines and complains, but they don't actually do anything. Yeah,
3: I, I definitely thought about it. I, I I guarantee I could call my brother-in-law, which is in Georgia, which is a non-resident, yeah, but fishes here. I mean, they don't know he's not from here. A lot.
2: You can just go up there and,
3: and talk. It, it, yeah, know, but
1: even as a non-resident, they should be able to put their input it, in because we have uh, well, one, and a, a mm-hmm. we have one yeah. and a half million no. people. We have one and a half million people that come every year. Yeah.
0: He he is he he represents a a, a,
3: a subsection of that. And, and, and I can tell you right now, there is a crowd of that group out of out of Georgia that fish the Big Bend area. Yeah, I mean just hundreds of them, hundreds of them. It's not that far. No. Well, they play, they, most of them have a place there, so they pay property taxes. They pay everything, plus, plus the, the licenses more. I mean, and there's, there is there is a crowd of them, a crowd of them.
2: Well, there's a lot of people that come just like we travel out of this state to do some of the outdoor activities in our northern states because they have a little bit better um, population or better quality of uh, deer, and so therefore we take advantage of it. Um, but – these meetings are important, and I do, I do give Bill time sometimes about the uh, the topics and some of the information. But I do appreciate the time that he does give up and sacrifice out of his personal life to go out and make some good positive changes in uh, in our outdoor outdoor activities. But one of the things this week too is uh, there is a lot of a lot of stuff taking place going on, uh, as Braden pointed out a little bit ago, uh, with the Strawberry Crest on the monitor here with part of Trinity because they're just part of Plant City atmosphere, uh, coming into the store, talking about some of the baits that are there. I really encourage you people to come. That If you're not in the G5 Feeding Outdoors to go in there, they do carry the unique stuff that you just, other than going online and purchasing it and then get it, you can go in there. They specialize in trying to get the stuff that you just can't go to the Walmart and pick up or the other retailers. It, it's kind of different, and I appreciate Braden. Uh, looking into it even though he didn't want to share the name of the new tackle that's out there apparently he was all excited about sharing the information with me last night and
0: well he course, doesn't want five other vendors to get out there and beat him <laughs> to it right it, it isn't I, other fishermen he's going to sell it to I, them no i want but fishermen
1: he, to get a man because but, those things are nice but, but, but
2: one of the, the local fishing teams did is the one that introduced Braden into that and uh, apparently is it it's pretty exciting and uh, one of those teams that are Probably going to be using that tackle a lot is uh, – They'll be
1: going to the Nationals again yeah. this year. Yeah, and, and, and
2: they, they qualified. So it's uh, it's good to see uh, just when you think there's nothing new out there that can be made that every fish and lure in the world has been created. Somebody always seems to come up with something a little different. Well, yeah. and
1: you know what, uh, you know, Dave, you could probably attest to this because you're going back to some of the old school stuff. Guys will tell you, you know, when you get in a certain spot – it's kind of like those Cobia the other day when they went swimming under the boat. I flip out a white bait in front of them. And they're looking at it like, yeah. You yeah, know what you I needed? I had that for breakfast. You so. really
0: know what you needed to catch those?
1: What? A A GMB,
0: GMB Gator Gear harpoon on the <laughs> boat.
1: <laughs> but
0: my my buddy's there. son uses them. Oh, I know. But and, and he turns around. When they come up, They'll he'll whack the water a couple times. He'll come up and look and.
1: Yeah. He harpoons them? Yeah. Yeah, well, they were they were skating on by, and uh, they weren't really paying attention to anything I was throwing in front of them. So, harpoon probably put have in the way to go.
3: And it's legal.
1: It, it is legal.
3: You can, you can spearfish year. them. I know a guy that Keaton, that I stayed right next to him, and he was a guide, but an offshore guide. But what he would do, at least one morning a week, he would go get in his boat before everybody started going out, and he'd start hitting those markers, get his... Uh, Snorkel and mask and fins on and he that's what he would go go get his cobia with his spear gun come on back in and that was it. He was done. Done for the that day? One.
0: That well, right. one. Well one, one legal cobia can feed you for Oh yeah.
3: It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Especially when you get that one that's in, the, but, in that 40, 40 plus inch range.
0: But you you were mentioning G5 and having a lot of those things. Uh, alligator season coming up. You know application starts. Uh, we'll make sure G5 gets uh loaded up with some alligator gear it's been great now when People you say
1: alligator gear you got to mention you know you got your G B gator gear we you got, got your hooks you got your snatches you got your bang sticks you got everything there you got your big poles yep. your harpoon poles all those things that are kind of hard to find they're all there it, uh and we'll get more of them as they come in and i think i got an order of uh frog gigs and stuff coming in too because we got to get ready for that it's Brandy already season. On. But, I mean, when rainy season really kicks off, you know, and the frogs get out there and get nutty, uh, everybody's going to be scrambling to get their stuff again. But, you know, speaking to the fishing department, I will tell you one of the things that is different about G5. We get people who come in all the time, and if they're looking for a particular bait. If we can find it, we can get it, we can special order it for them. Whereas you go to a big box store or something like that, you got to wait till they make a huge, giant order, or they can't get them, or you know this. We're allotted this many, and they're divided between thirty or forty stores. Guy comes in the other day, says, "Can you give me a large bulk pack of a certain type of worm with a certain color on the tail?" I call him up, say, "Can you get them?" They're like, "Boop," they're there in two days.
3: Yeah, I, I, I so, tell you what, I tell everybody that I come in contact with that talks about going and picking up stuff here and there. so a man you ought to go in there, and I've best I can do, I'm going to support G5. Yeah. Well, I, I mean. They are local. It supports local, and they
0: support local back. Well, do. and we do. And they've, you know what? They've, they've if you're on a high people. school
1: team, in case you didn't know that, if you're, I don't care where you are, if you're on a high school team, uh, if you're a mentor, the person in charge of the team, if they bring in a list with all the kids' names on them, and all we ask is just your name and a phone number, and they'll put you on list, and you already get a discount. Every high school uh, bass fisherman gets a ten percent discount on so everything, a, except on anything that's already discounted. But any, you want to come in there buy a Shimano rod? You want to come in and get a Bull Bay? You want to come in and get any baits and stuff that hasn't been discounted? You get a discount right then and there. Your name's in there; it's in the hopper.
0: Glenn Glenn, and I are on a GED program.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that counts. Well, yeah, unless you're on a bass fishing team. Trust me, if that were true, Randy Pax would be going, Hi, I'd like to put my name on the list, please. <laughs> All right, got to take a break here for the bottom of the hour. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors out here at Fish Hawk Sporting Clays, along with Trinity Sportsman's Ministries. We are brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Hang in there, you guys. It is the Big and Wild uh, Outdoors, broadcasting live out here at the uh, beautiful, lovely facilities known as the Fishhawk Sporting Clays. Trinity Sportsman's Ministries is out here having their annual shoot today. Everybody's out on the uh, field. A little bit later on, they're going to have some lunch, and then uh, everybody will get their winnings and earnings and win a few raffle items and probably be out here by 1 o'clock. But I I do want to uh, go back. Uh, Glenn talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the hour here. Don't forget that our panfish Challenge is coming up here pretty soon. And we really can't emphasize enough how important it is for you to uh, get a hold of uh, our friends up there at Panavista Lodge and let them know that you're coming, or at least you're interested in coming. Uh, Glenn pointed out it's $25 a boat. It doesn't matter if there's two people on the boat or people on a pontoon boat as long as they'll handle it and the coast guard says it's okay uh you know it's 25 bucks a boat it's no uh, big deal so uh we encourage everyone to bring as many kids as they want to go out and put up with for the day uh whether it be your grandkids or uh you know your neighbor's kids if, if they trust you with their kids bring them it's, it's a safe environment it's a great place. You can run around out there, and the kids can fish on the dock uh, before and after the event. Uh, stay as long as you want to. It's a good time. We've got a lot of great stuff to give away. we got a lot of money to give away this year, plus some great and fabulous prizes, too. Yeah, so. and, and
0: all that money, anything that's uh, left over at the end is not going to the Big and Wild. It's not going to Panda Vista Lodge. No. It's, it's going to uh, a couple charities. So. Even if you if you want to support and and be part of it and just sign up a boat um, that it, you're not going to come, it's twenty five dollars. It, it's going to be and what's what's the children's home? Glenn?
2: Uh, it's um, Everyday Blessings in Tenuta Sassa. Uh, they're a good organization taking care of uh, siblings, keeping them together uh, that way they don't get separated in their adoption process. Uh, and and it's been years past for South Sumter County FFA that got a half of it as well. So it's 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 just a great time, and it's again bringing the kids out uh, to have a good time and enjoy a good day of fishing. And everybody, if you look in a fish aquarium and you see the fish swimming around, that's pretty much what you're looking at right. when you're on the lake up there. It's just clear. Whether you, I mean, you can see the fish. You can see the fish you're gonna that you're trying to catch. You're not guaranteed catching, <laughs> but true. they're there, and you can see them. Uh, it's like White told me a couple of weeks ago. We were up there fishing. And he said, "Paul, that fish is looking at your pole." I said, "Yeah, he just got my worm, and I laid him reel it <laughs> in. Said, he's waiting for me to bring him another
1: one. <laughs> he just bring it. He's got uh, he's got room service. You just bring him a worm, let him have it. But uh, you know, we got to say a special thank you to Brandon Ford. They stepped up again this year, and uh, of course, Southeastern Discount Tackle. Uh, they donated a bunch of rods and real combos and some of those little telescopic fiberglass poles that my kids absolutely love. Uh, our friends out of Choo Choo's Lawn Equipment also donated a, a bunch of raffle items. Nettle Sausage is going to be there again this year, which is always a good time. Uh, you know, food out there, eat as much as you want. And uh, get a couple Cokes. We just asked for a little donation if you want to do that. Culligan Water stepped up again this year because, trust me, yes, sir. Uh, we need it out it there. Take that water. <laughs> Even though the water in the lake and the
2: river looks clear and clean enough to drink, you just don't want to do that. Yeah, anymore. you know, I mean, it's a little harder <laughs> to
1: walk around with a lake in your hand than it is for a little bottle of water. But uh, we're giving out trophies again this year. And, of course, checks uh, for the largest shell cracker, largest bluegill. Course, the number one uh, uh, combined weight of all your fish, you know, so uh, your 12 heaviest, your 12 fish. heaviest fish. So, I mean, literally, you can walk away with a pretty good chunk of change for a day's worth of fishing. Plus, you get to keep your fish if you want them, you know. I mean, that's a good thing about the Panfish Challenge. It's not like a bass tournament where you got to bring them in, weigh them, and then they got to take them back out and release them again. These bad boys can go right in the cooler, you can clean them right there on the dock if you want to, or take them home and clean them up. Fry them up that night, and have a great old fish dinner, man. As you uh, celebrate your victory or even your loss, because either way, you're going to go home with something. Fishing poles, stuff for the kids, a full belly full of nettle sausage, and uh, have some
3: food for uh, the next day. Yeah, it's I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss it. For sure. Yeah. If
2: we, if we, you are going to miss it, but you're going to have a good time because you're going to a place that uh, we all think about once in a while it's going to Canada and checking out their, their frontier.
1: Yeah, but he's thinking of it differently than I think the way ever the people think of it. Because if I think about Canada, I don't think about going and seeing the Rockies. I go up there thinking I'm going to come back with a bear or a 300-pound whitetail. <laughs> or, or a Or a moose or a caribou. Or a, that's, you know, that's one thing I do want to do Some One of those bad is, boys.
3: Is, is go – Bow hunt caribou. That's that's one thing I do have on my bucket list.
1: And if I was in a bad mood, I may even come back with a couple of wolves. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. If I'm out there deer hunting, a couple of wolves are running through there. I may have there. We got tags for those? <laughs>
2: yeah. You better ask about that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before. Don't do it while you're
1: in the stand. You might do it Canada. Spend a little time in their penal system up there, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how they are on uh, wolf shooters. I don't know. But the Pana Vista, if you want to come up there and you want to stay, you need to call them today, Pana Vista Lodge. PanaVistaLodge.com is the website. You can book a cabin up there for I think the biggest one up there holds
2: 20 people.
1: I mean, uh, you can get them down to small. You got on-site camping if you want to do that. If you want to rough it, that's fine. you want to bring an RV up there, they got hookups. You can do that as well or a camper, a tow-behind camper. Uh, if you want to get a cabin, or just come up for the day. I mean, it's all good. And like I said, it's a great place. There's only one way in and one way out. It's at the end of the road. As soon as the kids get out of the car, you don't have to worry about them getting lost on anything because it's all right there. uh, Everything is right there at the dock, so you'll be able to find them, whistle, yell, wow, you and they'll they'll, come over here, Mom, and and they'll be right there with you. It's a great place to just turn them loose. Let them go. That's what Breton
2: does. That's why he's... You just <laughs> yeah. turn them loose.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, well, you know what? You know, I turn my kids loose up there, and next thing you know, they're over there talking with five other kids, and then now they're then it turns into ten, and they're all down on the dock together fishing. You know, where are you from? Where do you live? Where do you fish with that? What are you using? And all of a sudden, it's like little tiny fishermen trying to learn each other's secrets. It's awesome.
3: That's how I grew up down at Shady Oaks Fish Camp. Yeah, sure. When, when my aunt and uncle ran the fish camp down there, I knew kids from Brandon, Tampa, winter, all over the place. I mean, and when you when you came down there, the first thing you'd done, run down there to see if so-and-so down there. And then you'd run down <laughs> there to see if somebody else was you, down there. You
0: know what the difference is today? On social media, everybody knows where everybody else is. You don't even <laughs> have to go true. look. That's good. You know go. <laughs> yeah, what? Well, yeah. No, but
1: they stay in better contact with each other because they're like, "Are you on Instagram or Facebook?" And then next thing you know, they're sitting there talking with each other, playing PUBG online. You know, yeah. Their thing thing th-
2: fingers, their leg muscles are are, are weak <laughs> because they don't get off the couch to go find them.
1: Well, Barry got a, his birthday was on the twenty fifth, so he got himself a brand new. Uh, a uh, fishing 13 rod and a nice little bait caster, so he's chomping at the bit to get out there, start whipping that bad boy out there and start catching some fish. He wants well, to get them bigger and bigger you got to get him
2: a nice reel to go with that rod and don't put I the did. 202 on there.
1: No, Mama got, mama got the reel. There's
2: nothing wrong with the 202. For that rod that he's got, it is.
1: No, he got himself a really nice left-handed bait caster because I uh, convinced him that there's no way that you're right-handed. You should be using a right-handed bait caster. So he's a left-handed, and because uh, he's always fished with a spinning rod, so that's what he's used to. Right. So right. Uh, for him, he's got it. He's got it all rigged up, had it ready to go that night, and he's been texting me all morning. Daddy, when are you going to get home? I need to pick up my fishing rod. I want to go out and go fishing today. So that's a good thing. He's hooked, and that's what I want it to be. I want him to be hooked. Yeah. And that's all it takes, and it all started where? Pana Vista Lodge, taking him up there for the for the panfish challenge. Get them out there with a couple of those little telescopic uh, uh, little little game poles, little brembusters, little thing of spam. I mean, my daughter was out there with cheese. She wanted to see if she could catch it with everything: bread off her ham sandwich, cheese off her ham, ham off the ham sandwiches. Like I'm catching them on everything.
2: So much yeah. for the Dalton 13.
1: We, we, we <laughs> it's used so to special. You don't need it no more. We
0: used to swim and, and use a little piece of rubber balloon and be fishing underwater.
1: Bubble gum. I mean, any fish have been caught with a little piece of bubble gum or wrigglies, you know, uh, or juicy fruit. You just kind of roll it out like a little worm, stick it on there and jiggle it out there. Some brim will take it, but it's all happening on the 15th, right? 15th of
2: June? 15th of June.
1: So we're going to we're going to be up there. We'll be broadcasting live. And you and
0: can go to the bigandwild.com events page and there's a the telephone number and the date and everything's there. So just remember you can go there and check it out.
1: Can you really bill George? Yes, you can. Who, Thank you, Bill. Th- and you can get all the idea.
0: podcasts out there too. They're all back up to date.
1: Are we still on Stitcher?
0: We're at Stitcher all of them. <clears throat>
1: Really? Because I was gonna I was gonna hook into Stitcher at G5 and start playing our show through the speakers. Well, play it. I just got to make sure that Glenn wasn't cussing on that on that show so that we could actually air it. You ain't got to worry about uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't, don't
0: play today's. I understand we broke up a little bit. Uh, I got a text that when I was explaining the uh, uh, NYOB uh, fishing hole or, or gator hunting spot, people didn't quite catch it. So.
1: We got to understand. We're out here. Yep. So we're relying on the always dependable 4G network to be able so, to do the broadcast.
0: NYOB, none of your business where I caught it.
1: NYOB. All right, we're going to take a break. we going to do a little business. We're brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. It's just me and and Bill Jordan sitting here and and, and Gordon. They're all running to get their guns. Andy, get your gun. Everybody's going out and getting ready to go. Uh, Of course, they're going to get a late start, but those guys shoot pretty fast. Glenn's pretty good. You know, Dave will be out there. Dougie's already coming up with his gun, so they're getting ready to hit the course and get out and go get her done. Uh, I was supposed to go out and uh, be on the – G5 team today. I got farmed out. And then um, I got bumped from the team. (laughs) Yeah. I got bumped. John wanted a couple of uh, guys, uh, some other guys, I guess some heavy shooters. I think they're better than me. We'll see.
0: I don't think so. Yeah, we'll see. What was it? Last year, amongst playing with the kids and harassing the the kids out there, what, you shot 48 out of 50?
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: And you weren't even taking anything serious the whole time.
1: You know what? It's for charity.
0: You you know, that that aggravates Carlos to no end. I
1: know it does. (laughs) And you know what? On the dove field, I'm even worse. (laughs) Because usually, I'm not kidding you, everybody, when I get out to the dove field, when I'm out there with everybody, I'll have ten kids around the truck. We're we're out there messing around. And – I'm letting them shoot and do all that stuff, but we're joking, playing around, yeah. and and that's what it's about. It's about going out and having a good time. I know there are some teams. I, I know that when we used to shoot the uh, the uh, children's home shoot every year with Norman Schwarzkopf and stuff, those guys that come out there, I mean, there ain't. Oh, there's, yeah. there's no messing around. Because you, you see a guy pulling a little golf cart behind him, and it's got eight shotguns on it, and they're just for him. Not for the whole team, but just his, you know, his, like, golf set of golf clubs. Because he's got them all set up for all the different stuff and different ranges with different chokes and everything else. I was like, okay, these guys, they're not out here to mess around. They're out here to win. And when you see guys with a, a, uh, a string of mulligans that's about five feet long, yeah, they're out here for serious. You know, I'm not out here for serious. I'm out here to have fun. That's what it's all about anyway, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is. Are you going to shoot? No. Or are you going home? I'm
1: not shooting today. You hanging I got, out? I got to go to G5.
2: Well, it sounds you, terrible for you. Lucky
1: well, for us. Why don't you yeah. Get, <laughs> why don't you
2: get about five of the
0: rounds in and then get gone?
1: Sure, I'll show up late. Bill George said I could drop. Bill, I'm okay.
2: Yeah, you better go to work.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Foolish mortal. What well. is that one? Would you break out? Is that the J.C. Higgins? Yep. Oh, my gosh. You brought out the 1902. It might be a little newer newer than
2: that, maybe a 12.
1: (laughs) You should at least redo that stock.
2: No, because it takes away the character.
1: Oh, is that what it is, character?
2: Yes. It's uh, years and years of uh, wear. Is this still the sticker on it? (laughs) It could
0: be.
1: (laughs) That's a piece of duct tape from who knows what. I don't know what that is. You know what it was? When he was a kid, he took a piece of hay string. And just duct taped it to the barrel and to the butt stock and just use it Made as a, it sling. a sling. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's probably still on there.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take my Sears and Roebuck special and and uh, go see if I can hit a few clays.
1: I, I'm sure you can, because I know that thing's a demon on the dove field. I know that.
2: Well, we're hoping that it just continues out here today. I I can't, uh, I can't come out of here with just five.
1: I will say, you guys, uh, your team, uh, team skin, you guys ought to put a little. Uh, you got to put a little sunscreen on. Little sunscreen.
2: Well, Bill's got enough hair for all of us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's the only one with hair on your team. <laughs> yeah. Well, Doug's got his juking hat on, so Doug's he's covered. <laughs> <laughs> it's like team skin out here except with their leader, Harry. That'd be, that'd be Bill.
2: <laughs> we'll let that guy with the hair shoot first. No.
1: What gun what's are you going to use? What's up with that? Hey, I
0: need, I need to see him once or twice.
1: What gun are you going to use? I didn't even bring a
0: gun. Oh, well, which one are you going to use? Oh, well, Carlos, if he was here, but I don't
1: have Carlos.
2: Well, we'll just have to see which one you're going to borrow.
0: You know,
1: they lease they lease Berettas in here. You can just go get one inside here in the clubhouse. So no,
0: I, there's one right here, just sitting on the table all by itself. Yeah, you can go ahead and use.
1: Nice over and under. It's got nobody's name on it, right nope. there. Nope, is
2: that a Rooker Dave? Yeah, that's a Ruger over and under. It might be a little bit above your class. Oh, that's Dave's.
1: Yeah, that might be a little too hoity-toity uh, for you, Bill. I may have
2: to use Doug's.
1: <laughs> What's he got? He's, He's got, got the about Winchester. the only
0: normal gun out here that I see.
1: Yeah,
2: I think it's a Winchester.
1: That's more uh, Three? Yeah, you can know. use that one. Just just make Doug, sure,
2: Doug just bought three-and-a-half-inch birch. I was just
1: going to say, just make sure it ain't turkey loads that he's loaded them in. That <laughs> I'm all good with turkey loads. He and I can rock those all day long. <laughs> You're hitting, you'll be hitting clays on other people's uh, rages. Other yes. ranges.
0: They do have some rules in shooting clay pigeons on uh, the yeah,
2: – got two and three-quarters, so it's all good. yeah.
1: Look at the amount of doves out here.
2: I know it. I'm going to have to talk to, talk to him about maybe a dove shoot this year.
1: Can you believe it? I mean, with all these guns going off here. They're used to it. I guess. I don't know. They're all over the place, man. It's,
2: a, it's just lightning in the air. Did they I not thunder. do the
1: field last year?
2: I don't know if they did last year or not, but uh, I'm going to talk to them about maybe this year. It's you know what? Private together. They do a have private field. A private field. I think I, at least I just got to see what the membership is. What is. What's it take to get into that elite club?
1: I think we should just do a big and wild dove field right, right over there, right where I lost my arrow.
2: Yeah, somebody might find it, especially if you put a little reward out, a little prize if you find it.
0: We should be able to find some place to put in a little dove field
2: in Bill's backyard, dude. I have I, 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 got, no.
0: Listen, I'm I seriously was thinking about it. The neighbor
2: hundred yards away might not like it. No, it, it's all legal. We it just, might be legal, but it, they still might not like
1: it. You know, the sad part is there's a 30, there's a thirty acre field right there behind G five.
2: Yeah, but you're close to the interstate. I can only hear all the problems of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it butts right up. Who I owns four. it?
0: Who owns it? Mister Bill, G5 owns that property. Hey, listen, he should have a thing going. Buy buy a shotgun here. That year, you get a hunt on the Dove Field. The
1: only problem is, is everybody would have to be lined up with their backs to I four, shooting south. Right towards G five, but, but, but <laughs> think about it, and all the cars in the parking
0: lot. You go into G five, you buy a shotgun <laughs> for that dub season. Sure, you get a hunt the field,
1: and you can only shoot shot uh, minis. Hey, <laughs> you can only shoot mini I mean, shotgun listen, shells. That'd be that'd be pretty good. Oh, well, I would be, but I don't think that all the people driving by at seventy five, eighty miles an hour is looking at all these. They're people. all
0: on their phones and radios and everything <laughs> else. They'll never know. Yeah, they're
1: too busy texting. You yes. They'd never even notice you out there shooting. No, but you know what? There's um, there's a place not too far from here that uh, I looked at. I actually Google Earth it probably about a week ago, and it's still there, and they're still growing uh, stuff on it. So I may have to make a couple phone calls or at least some inquiries. You want to know
0: where I always did really good? The Tidal Flats. The Tidal good Flats luck. around Tampa Bay. I've always done really well at.
1: Were you following me this morning or something? (laughs) No. Because the area I'm talking about, it is like the ultimate dove field. Because on one side is mangroves. On the other side is an orange grove. And they literally fly from the orange grove to the mangroves every single night and then back over in the morning. It is literally the last time I hunted that field. We were all done. There were 8 of us out there and we were all done in about an hour and a half. Yeah. We were limited out done going home. Seriously. And you know what it else? Alice has in the middle of the field. What? It a has pond. a pond. It has a drainage ditch that, that splits the field in half. So what grows next to it? That elephant grass, that real tall grass. So you can literally split the field in half and have other everybody else on the other half. But you know what goes along the edge of the creek?
0: Pine trees. Tall pine trees.
1: One strand. A wire. Of wire. One power wire straight across the field. Wow. It is the ultimate dove field. Because all it takes is one. that makes it goes beep, 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 boop, and lands. And now you got this perfect live decoy sitting right there. <laughs> Don't shoot it. Wait. And the next thing you know. They just start flocking in like it's a radar.
0: I man. used to take a fishing pole and throw a weight over the power line. Well, that's it, smart. And then i turn around, and I'd tie a decoy to it, and I'd hoist it up. And those birds never really noticed that the bird was on the underside of the wire. <laughs> and not Floating the top. in midair? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you pull it all the way up to the wire, and you can do that like two or three times. Oh,
1: I thought it was just dangling underneath it. No, like they were like, no, uh, no. Like they were sitting there waiting, no, he must be landing. He's coming in for a landing. So, No, he's done. We're wrapping it up. Don't worry. Gosh, Team Glenn's getting a little antsy. <laughs> all right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us out here today uh, via your radio. Remember, Bill George pointed it out. You can always go back and listen to the show. Uh, we'll have the podcast up on our website. The Panfish Challenge is also up there. We'll see you guys next Saturday. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford and G5. Have a great weekend, everybody.